Welcome to the Scarleteers podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back to the Scarleteers podcast. Yay! All right. I'm Amanda. And I am Lindsay. And we are talking about season two, episodes four, five, and six today. Woohoo! Yeah. Exciting stuff. <laughs> so, joining us on our little discussion uh, for episodes four, five, and six of season two uh, is our lovely, lovely fan who's joined us before, Trina! Yay! Hey, Trina! Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to be asked. This is, this is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. You're one of our super fans that we love to talk to. I'm happy to be called a super fan. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's it's better than, you know, as, as I like to call myself, obsessed. <laughs> obsessed or maniac. Yeah. Maniac. Highly no, maniac. involved. Highly invested. <laughs> there we go. Highly invested. Extremely. Definitely. Yes. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Season two. A lot has happened. Yeah. It's um, really quite the season, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> it's a it's definitely a roller coaster ride uh, of the season two of um of what's going on. And and certainly it ramps up during the second part of the season. It does. Yes, yeah, indeed. I would say so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I, I re-listened to your guys' uh, talk with the other ladies there about se- uh, episodes one, two, and three. And Lindsay, you said near the end of the podcast, you said there's a lot to love about season two. And I have to mm-hmm. tend to agree with you on that, I think. I'm just going to put that out there just to sort of as a general season two thing. I'm, I'm going to say that, yes, I think it was probably a little disappointing for a lot of us who were hoping for more than a dollop of romance. But certainly there were so many other things to love about it that you can't hate season two. And if you do hate season two, then you're not a true super fan. This exactly. is true, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. Amanda, over to you for our episode four description. Yep, episode four is called The Angel of Inferno. For episode four, Eliza is hired by Dr. Flint and his assistant, Mr. Doyle. After a bottle of their medicine, medicinal elixir is poisoned and they are blackmailed to pay a ransom before another poison bottle makes it onto the shelves. However, there's blackmail all around as Eliza contends with competition from the private detective agency Nash and Sons run by Patrick Nash, Mr. Humphreys, a slimy curator from the Royal Botanical Society, <laughs> and Basil, sorry, that's American, sorry, Basil Sinclair, chief, <laughs> sorry, Basil Sinclair, chief correspondent from the Police Illustrated News. William, too, has his share of problems as he continues to find himself stuck between the following, following the orders of Superintendent Monroe while learning to try to keep charge of his detective Fitzroy from being a danger to himself and others. That's a mouthful for me. So, yes. Sorry, Basil. Oh, I did it again. Basil, <laughs> sorry. So American. I'm going to laugh at that the whole I'm time. To, to elongate the A's. Basil Sinclair. Basil. Um, so we have Angel Inferno, the um, medicinal elixir that is poison. Yes, there is a lot of characters in this one, isn't there? There I've had to actually write them all down. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. I suppose there are a lot, uh, yeah, to keep track of. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're right. 
yes. sort of like a, those tree diagram, the Venn diagrams, you know, <laughs> where they branch off and they loop back around, you know, those whiteboard, you know, yes. memes that you see with string going from here to there. And yes, yeah, there's a lot to keep track of in this episode, mm -hmm. but yeah, and I kind of felt like it took a little while to get going. I don't know if it's because there was an introduction of so many characters, because I think we got introduced to Flint and Doyle. Mm -hmm. Then I think, I think, I can't remember if the, does the curator come next and then Nash? Or does Nash come, I think Nash maybe comes before the curator, but um, in the yeah. first 20 minutes, we're kind of introduced to an awful lot of characters that I'm not used to kind of so heavily being introduced to so it did feel like it was a little bit of a slower slow going at first yes. yeah it took a long time to get the story laid out mm -hmm. and for us to figure out where are we headed in this yes yeah yes yeah so yeah the the show started with ivy and eliza heading out the door and mm -hmm. Eliza mm -hmm. teasing teasing uh, well not I don't know if she's teasing she was irritated by the fact that Barnabas you're gonna go see Barnabas are you and it's like no no <laughs> yeah I loved Ivy's like oh, well I'm just not going to talk about this and it's just it was very sweet and cute <laughs> and yeah. then of course we see the guy following Eliza and then it goes from there and then and then she and then she meets uh, then she meets the Dr. Flint, that's right. So that's yeah, that's how it goes. So you you got it. It's Flint and then Nash. Flint yeah. Potts then Nash. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Flint Pot Nash. You're... There we go. Local <laughs> I, I, found that, I found that little interaction with Ivy quite interesting because Ivy has a tendency to change the subject, and I wonder yes. if that's where Eliza's kind of picked it up from. Change the subject when you're uncomfortable because Eliza obviously does it a lot. Yes, and uh, I noticed next... here. She's mastered it. Yes. And I noticed Ivy does it as well. So they picked it up from each other, which is quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's cute. It's cute. Mm. So what do we think of Mr. Nash? We'll start with him because he's he's kind of an ongoing character. What what do we think? I think uh, let, let's go start with you, Trina. Okay. Well, of course, the first time you see Nash, you're like, What's this guy all about? And he's all very smug and very pompous and like, oh, well, he, uh, I get to finally meet the lady detective. Is he being facetious? Is he being mm -hmm. condescending or or all of the above? Or is he genuinely wanted to meet this woman? I, you, you don't know. Like he's putting on airs. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell what what are his motivations and well I want you to come work with me shall we go in and discuss terms like he's so positive she's going to say yes and then of course she gives him this you know the Victorian version of a up yours and leaves <laughs> <laughs> and he's intrigued um, there's nothing like uh, playing hard to get and uh, you know not that she is playing of course she does not want to be gotten at all she's fine the way she is so he's got the smarmy mustache <laughs> oh man, that mustache. It is so oh man. <laughs> but he's still he's got beautiful eyes. So and yeah. you met Felix, right? You met yeah, him. Yeah, I did. And he's lovely. He is really, really lovely. Okay, so for a bad guy, I'm like, oh man, is this like Lucifer or something? Like, what, are we gonna like, <laughs> like this guy? We're gonna like to hate this guy, or we're gonna hate to like this guy. I don't know. So I'm on the fence at this point in, in this episode with with Nash. I'm like, what what is his motivations? And I I don't know what he's up to. So yes, I'm I'm kind of like 
this guy is he's bad news i think mm-hmm. to start with and he just he wants her and i said okay women are seen as property so there's a part of me that's thinking he wants to own her and it's mm-hmm. like no 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 that's not going to happen eliza's not going to let that happen so so I, I at this point I, I will reveal a bit more about how i feel about nash mm-hmm. later on but i will tell you that i think felix scott is a dreamboat oh, yeah. <laughs> yes I, I will go. I will concur with that vote. With that Excellent. vote, although maybe without the moustache. Yes, okay. uh, he looks very lovely without the moustache. The moustache <laughs> is so Nash, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. One hundred percent Nash. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that would be worse for facial hair would be the big old mutton chops on the sides. So mm-hmm. He doesn't have those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. Well, if we ever talk to uh, Felix Scott, we'll have to tell him he's a dreamboat in our mm-hmm. book. I, I think that's very 70s a word. I think we need to bring that word back into the vernacular dreamboat. saying, yeah, you're a dreamboat. I think just I'm <laughs> 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 just going to sit here and stare at you for a while. Like, mm, okay. I think we sit and stare a lot of at a lot of men in uh, Miss Scarlet in the Duke. Oh, yes, for sure. And that, I think that, somebody that's... said we needed a Miss Scarlet in the Duke calendar. I don't know who said that, but... I'm surprised Masterpiece oh hasn't created one yet, you know, an yeah. actual one. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure we could find 13 or 13, 12. You do 13 a cover. Well, 13 in the front cover. There yeah, yes. um, 13 men to look at in Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Absolutely. We find through season three, maybe four. We... <laughs> yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, hashtag <laughs> this is heading after right dark. down to that Miss Scarlet After Dark again, Miss isn't Scarlet it? After Dark. <laughs> we'll put that on the notes. Um, <laughs> oh dear. I, I mean, I have to admit, the curator, I, I thought he was just so sleazy. I think he made Patrick Nash look like an angel. Oh, well, yes. It, I agree with you on that point. What was his name again? You've got it written down. Humphreys. Uh, it was, Humphreys. yes, Humphreys. Yes. Mr. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, Humphreys he, he, was a total creep. I mean, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. from the moment Eliza walked in, he was just ooing and eye and couldn't stop touching mm-hmm. her and leading her and just mm-hmm. drool. Mm-hmm. I was just like, skis <laughs> factor one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever the actor is is lovely. Did a great job. <laughs> we yeah. hated you. We Good didn't job. like you at all. You're like, ew, this guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted him to be like the villain of the, you know, the bad guy. And then when she was like, no, that was just, you know, false. And I just was trying to, you know, lead Nash and Basil stray. I was like, oh, darn it. (laughs) I wanted him to be the bad guy because he's gross. I mean, he got himself arrested. What more would you like? Yeah, that was that was that was uh, you know um, what's the word? Just desserts for his smarmy behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that was smarmy. Um, uh-huh. So we talk about Fitzroy singing. What was he oh, singing? Yeah. I am the modern ma- major general. Da 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 da. Vegetable and mineral. Da 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 da. Oh, Fitzroy. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and then just his dad walks in. Love, you couldn't love him any more than in that moment. You're like, oh, he's singing. How sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we see and his, then dad his dad walk in. in. Yeah. And we so we go, okay, we can see why he, not necessarily why the way he is, but like why he's kind of timid and 
you know, hesitant about being on the police force and kind of why he doesn't want to be a policeman because his dad is the head honcho, you know? And so he goes, okay, we see kind of why, you know, see more and okay. And yeah. And even William doesn't like him. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. William just marches right in and go, excuse Mm -hmm. me, can I help you? You know, even though he knows who he is and knows he's in trouble. It's very very telling of William's character too, because he's walking down the hall and he hears Fitzroy yelling at young Fitzroy, and mm-hmm. he, he changes his his uh, his route wherever he was heading. He goes down towards where the noise is coming from to investigate. Not just because you know that shows he's a he's a good cop. He's obviously going to investigate, see what's going on. But I think it just also shows that you know he's ready to go into battle. It's like okay, mm-hmm. you know something's going on down here. I'm getting myself involved. And, be damned whatever the consequences are and he speaks his mind to to Fitzroy's father but of course he's reprimanded he's so whatever this is superiors he can only say so much yeah so, yeah and then of course there's Monroe so um I, I'm gonna say I don't one I don't know if I fully trust Monroe I, I, maybe maybe the Sterling thing I know Sterling was probably not involved in Frank's thing in season one but he was such a he was a smarmy little git himself. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. we've got this we've got this rough and tumble Scott, and he's you know he's he's talking about how he's got his own problems. So don't you know don't make any more problems for me. So you you know listen to what I say and be done with it. But the thing that's upsetting me about uh, Monroe is I feel like he's a puppet and he really doesn't mm-hmm. have any Definitely. power at all. Yeah. yeah, and this is like this episode or thereabouts is when. Monroe really starts to use the word laddie with William. Mm-hmm. Like, listen yes. up, laddie. Take a seat here, laddie. And I'm like, get lost with the laddies here. You know, it's yeah. it's very yeah. condescending. Yeah. It's condescending mm-hmm. you know? I really wanted to like Monroe. Like, okay, we see a fellow Scott. Maybe they'll be, you know, friends. They can look out for each other. But Monroe is just another one of those hugs in the wheel and he doesn't yeah. do anything about it and just yeah. it's all about himself so yeah yeah he's very yeah. middle management isn't he yeah that kind of middle row of you know mm-hmm. i haven't got any power to go that high but i'm above you so i'm good yeah i'm gonna look after myself it. here yeah good way to put it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and i think that true. still rings true very much in this day and age as well because there's people oh, yeah. exactly like him and i think you know we probably all sat there and gone yep that's my manager yeah. Um, not now, obviously, in case my manager's listening. We've all had a manager like that. In the past. In the past. In the past, yeah. Not right now. My manager's actually really lovely, yeah. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. you get, you know, I think with the thing with Monroe is you can very easily identify with him and his style of management, um, mm-hmm. which is perhaps why he's a interesting character and a double-edged sword of I'm not quite sure what you're going to do are you going to side with this person or are you going to stab them in the back right yeah yeah so the uh, the the next part of course is Potts and Eliza Eliza mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. to uh to negotiate I guess is the kind word with Potts and of course he's like not having any of it mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is appealing to him and he's sort of feeling like oh <laughs> should I should I allow this woman should I let should I break my rules so that I can spend more time with Miss Woods 
<laughs> it's yeah. a lovely dynamic mm-hmm. and you know this famous that's blackmail that's business uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this you know, i found this uh very typical of eliza she uses all these underhanded things like blackmail and these fake personas to get into places like the botanical society yeah. and they yet she looks down her nose and scoffs at other people when they use it like nash blackmails or does this and she's like oh, i would never do that and it's like no eliza you do exactly that and that that's true you know, it's very well, hypocritical well, of her and, in you know. some ways but you ha- you have to remember too nash went to the trouble to have a woman pick her pocket and put mm-hmm. you know reverse pick her pocket and put a purse and have her arrested eliza yeah. would probably well i didn't say nash is innocent but i'm just no, saying no, eliza I'm saying I don't. I uh, Eliza is sneaky, but I think Nash is sneakier. Yes, borderline <laughs> criminal. You know, he's he's he yeah. does these little. I mean, that's just that was a crappy move. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know that Eliza would stoop to that. Like if someone was, I mean, he he was che- he's willing to cheat to win to win the game right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i don't know if she's willing to cheat to win the game to you know to some degree i mean she she do what she has to do but you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. that was a line that she would yeah. necessarily cross and i don't mm-hmm. even know if it was something that she would think of doing yeah mm-hmm. that's a, I, I would go with the she didn't she wouldn't think to do something like that that wouldn't even cross her mind to no. you know get somebody in jail get somebody so, in trouble for her yeah, own game so they're out mm-hmm. of the way yeah. yeah, yeah. But she does plenty of underhand and sneaky things, and then yeah. she goes and looks her nose down at somebody who does the exact same thing the next scene over, and I'm just like Eliza. <laughs> it's fine Eliza. when she does it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's Eliza Starlet. Yeah, she's gonna get away <laughs> with murder one day. Oh my she's God, like... she will. That's gonna be the. F- you know, the beginning of the last season. That's the first episode. She's, she's murdered somebody and William has to get her out. Murdered them with she's her cooking skills, murdered maybe. somebody. Not that she's been framed. <laughs> legit murdered somebody. She legit murdered uh, Barnabas. Oh, no, we can't murder Barnabas. <laughs> no, don't Because him. he broke Ivy's heart. Well, okay, maybe. Oh. Maybe I'll give okay. him that one. Um, anyway, anyway, I would go on to say, um, my favorite part of this episode was when William was standing outside her agency waiting for her. Oh, yes. I love that picture. I screenshotted that picture Mm. so much. I'm like, ooh, (laughs) how sweet. And I want to know why he was there. What was he planning? Like, what was the purpose of his visit? I think he was there because he he wasn't sure what to do about Fitzroy. I think after the way they talked at the end of season three in her drawing room and he probably let out a little bit of frustration at how Monroe was, he possibly felt a bit more comfortable and therefore maybe went to her for a bit of, am I doing the right thing? Because he knows. I mean, I think Monroe calls Fitzroy an albatross. That he knows if he's not careful, he's going to get dragged down by by Fitzroy. So, but equally, I think you know, 
he's a decent guy. He's not going to let him go out and get himself killed. No. And I think he probably is going to Eliza for a bit of reassurance. It's it's sad that, you know, she full blast goes on to her bad day and never actually gives him a chance. But I think that's I think that's a bit of a setup for later on in the season. Eliza not actually letting him speak. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found that quite sweet, although I do find that William, certainly in this season, gets he gets quite frustrated with her quite quickly um, in a way that he hasn't previously. Like usually she's done something to really annoy him. But this season, it feels like just her speaking is annoying him. Don't know yeah. how how you guys interpret it, but yeah, I'm like, oh, God, chill out, man. Well, um, that goes back to the first episode where mm-hmm. she puts her detective agency first, and mm-hmm. he has to he not he has to, but he pulls back, you know, for his own sake. And I think mm-hmm. he's just frustrated with himself and then with her. And I think it's just carries out through the whole season that he's mm. just frustrated with the whole setup and their relationship. You know, if they mm-hmm. could just get past this hurdle or this lump or whatever, like at the end of the episode, he says, you know, if I could read your mind, you know, we'd never speak, but I think if he could read her mind, they would be not in this position, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think they'd have more of an understanding of yes. how the other one feels about the other if they could read each other's minds. That would be cool. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to to speak to that, to Williams, quick. He he's always been quick tempered, but you're right. I, mm-hmm. I think he he's slowly more he's more reactive to her mm-hmm. than perhaps he was in the first series, and that's maybe because you, I, I you may have a point there, Amanda she's looked at him and said, well, I will have no master. And he's like, well, I want you to compromise, but he's not willing to compromise himself either. And Rachel said that in the, in the interview, a masterpiece that, you know, they both need to compromise themselves and neither one of them is willing to do that at this point. So I think it accumulates over the, over the season because not only is he frustrated with her, but he's also got his, it's like he says in the scene, actually, when they go up the stairs and, and he, uh, she's complaining about all the men and she goes that she's had to deal with. They've all been detestable. Well, I'm glad I dropped by. (laughs) Which sounds like a joke. I said, did he mean that as a joke? (laughs) And then she she says, uh, not even hearing the, 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 the irony in it. She just says, I'm glad you did too. (laughs) I love though. I love how she sits on the desk. It is so opposite. I'm like, screenshot that. That is hilarious. Mm -hmm. I don't know whose direction that was, but that was perfect. It was, but yeah, he's, he's so reactive to her because he's, Mm -hmm. he he says to her, I've got my own problems. You know, my, my world doesn't revolve around you. And I said, Oh, I think he says that, but he he doth protest a bit too much. I think it does revolve around her. Why else would he be there in the middle of the day for no reason, Mm -hmm. but just to talk to her. So I, I think, uh, I think he's just reactive because he's got Fitzroy Mm -hmm. to deal with and the commissioner's ticking him off and Monroe's ticking him off and they're all ticking him off and everybody's making him upset. And he's just like, so it's Uh, somewhere. He is under a lot of pressure this season. I, I do feel sorry for William an awful lot in season two because yes. he, he's got a lot of rubbish thrown at him. Rubbish yeah. is a good word for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. I'm going to start using rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> well, Trina, you talk about your favorite scene, but my favorite scene is the dinner scene with Ivy and oh. Barnabas. And William's sitting there smack dab in the middle, just chowing down, just oblivious yeah. that they and were going to have this romantic dinner. And there he is, just, you know, William, you're a copper, you're a detective. I mean, open your eyes, man. And he's just... Okay. Okay, so I have I have a thought on that because I was watching that again today, and uh, I have a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, he comes to the door looking for Eliza, who said she would, you know, give him this this file, and he she doesn't. So uh, poor Ivy said, "Well, I'm in the middle of dinner," but she didn't say it that way. That he took it as, "I don't want to be interrupted. I'm having dinner with someone," um, mm -hmm. and he just barges right in, thinking, "Oh well, you know, she's alone. She's." Uh, I would love to see the look on William's face when he walked into the kitchen and saw Barnabas, Barnabas Potts sitting there. And then for the for the wheels to turn in the cogs and it's like, oh, I'm interrupting something. Oh, I'm going to. I don't think I'm it was probably till after or, or even ever that no, he I, figured it I, out. I think he's purposely goading Potts because, of course, he's talking about how I'm sure you said you loathed her. And, and even though he doesn't have this joking look on his face look dead serious i know he's he's just stirring the pot or as i like to call stirring the pots it was completely deliberate for once he realized what he's interrupting so well i'm not going to turn back now this is a proper opportunity for me to get back at pots for being such mm. an annoying toad when mm -hmm, i'm at the mm -hmm. mortuary so i and you know and of course he's he's making poor ivy suffer through it too but well still, you know um, she did she did ruin his uh plans at the end of the last episode uh, well, oh, yeah. well and yes now so now okay so now we have that's his karma so he's just this is mm -hmm. pay, payback's a bitch i guess mm -hmm. so he's yep. gonna sit there and interrupt their intimate dinner by the way i have a question about this intimate dinner if she was okay. expecting eliza to come home for supper was she expecting to have uh, dinner with Barnabas by herself or was she expecting Eliza to be there as well? No, because she took food to Eliza's office because Eliza was supposed to be going to that museum, to the the museum, the um, botanical garden for the book launch. Oh. So she, she was always supposed to be out because Ivy took her some food. And um, that's where I think they, again, it's a lovely scene between Eliza and Ivy where they're sort of kind of nitpicking at each other about... Um, the you know ivy and oh i saw mr no, potts today he liked your hat yeah. and she's like oh, oh oh look at this medicine look at this medicine isn't it great you used to love this as a child mm -hmm. and um just yeah again it's one of those very funny kind of moments where you're just like yep and uh it's it's a nice reminder that ivy has known eliza since you know she was little yes. um so yeah mm -hmm. It's, uh, but yeah, I think she wasn't expecting Eliza home, so it was a, it was an optimal. Okay. Where, at what point, Mr. Potts got invited over for dinner? Who knows? Um, but yes, they'd okay. obviously seen each other before Ivy took Eliza dinner, or maybe she took Eliza dinner in under the assumption of if I take her dinner and go, oh, you're going to be oh, out for the rest of the no. evening. That's a shame. Oh, yeah, I'm. That's I'm really i'm very kindly bringing you yes. dinner but actually i don't want you to come home yeah oh my goodness okay so i i i've been having issues with the continuity in some of these episodes because i i've been lo i got lost um, mm -hmm. and we'll mm -hmm. talk about i will talk about that later but i got lost in 
number six, I think, but we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, I was kind of like, wait a minute. So I'd forgotten that she brought her supper. And in my mind, I was thinking, was that supper? Is that lunch? Like, I don't know what time yeah, of yeah. day it is. So yeah, okay. So that makes sense then. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. So sneaky Ivy. Hey, you guys, <laughs> someone said they thought Ivy had ninja skills and apparently she does. Apparently she does. <laughs> she yeah. knows what she's doing. That's yeah. impressive. I'm impressed. And of course, William, he again, I, I do agree with you trying to kind of, I've written my notes and then gone, I have no idea if I've written this in order. So I, <laughs> we're probably jumping all over the shop a little bit here. But William obviously doesn't send Fitzroy off to, you know, go off with Phelps, which is probably a good thing because I'm pretty sure he isn't going to come back. But I did, in, I did really love that little bit of, uh, you know, Fitzroy going, oh, thank you. And William being, I don't know what you're talking about. I need you to come and do something for me. Um, clearly, I, I, I thought that was really quite sweet of him. He's, yeah, he's really shows, sticking his neck out. Yeah, it just yeah. shows William's, like, I don't want to say softer side, but mm-hmm. kinder side. You know, he always yeah. shows this gruff outer mm-hmm. copper. I'm going to rough you up, you know, because I have to be a tough, you know, yes. police guy. And yeah. this just shows his kinder, gentler, it's softer, his, you know. His you know. true character, Amanda. He's exactly. You know, who he really is. And that, and this mm-hmm. is how people show who they are all the time by these little kindnesses and and. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you know, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, don't let's not talk about it. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Come come with me. I'll, I'll rescue you without actually saying I've rescued you. And you don't have to say anything about it. And let's not talk about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, of course, he goes stomping off into Eliza's office. I thought that was brilliant. I, I, I have written down a note saying, do we think Eliza was actually guilt tripping him? Or because she seems very frustrated in this episode and I do not blame her because she is dealing with about six different men. I mean, it's very rare that we get an episode where William is annoying her the least. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Usually he's kind of the pinnacle of her problems, but, you know, he's he's not annoying in this episode for her. She's got a long list of them. and, And I did wonder when I was watching it, I was like, are you just releasing some frustration or are you actually hoping to manipulate them? Because she seems very surprised at the end that it was kind of like, oh, oh, that that worked. I, I have I have that written down too. And I said, I, I mm-hmm. he was so quick and so ready to think the worst of her <laughs> because because she said, I will have no master. And she's lied to him before and she's been sneaky. <laughs> and, and she, you know, she sent him off to the train station when he she knew darn well, uh, Mrs. What's-Her-Face was going to go watch her husband hang, you know, in the first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he knows that she can do that. Um, so he, he, I think she, I don't believe she induced the guilt on purpose at all. The look on her face was genuine, mm-hmm. like, oh, crap. That, wow, okay. Yeah, sure. All right, yeah, don't, don't, don't look at a gift horse in the mouth. Let's go. And yep. grabs her hat, grabs her coat, whoop, off they go. And then the next scene, of course, is Fitzroy, who oh. had found the information and the best, so this scene, if you guys have to go back and watch mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and I know, Amanda, you watched it today, but I saw it today, too. Um, Eliza says, good work, detective. And he smiles, Fitzroy's all, smiles proudly. He's got the poor little mm-hmm, black mm-hmm. eye there, and he's just mm-hmm. like a little puppy. Yeah. And as Duke turns away, he smiles, too. Yeah. His face turns away from Fitzroy, and he's got the same little proud smile on his face, too. Like, I taught him that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And it was so sweet. I'm like, oh, so awesome. Anyway, 
and I like the fact that it's con it, it, there is a few issues with continuity at times but I, I like this continuity because it goes back to episode two where she says that lad could do with a good well done every so often and basically William's kind of all oh did you you know do you ever manage anybody other than Ivy do you know what you're talking yes. about I do mm -hmm. and yeah. and actually you know you look at Fitzroy's face he got a little well done from Eliza and that little cutie was just like Oh. <laughs> his his bashful smile, I think, is mm -hmm. one of the best parts of season two. I do nice. agree. When I he's think looking uh, at Eliza and she she gives says anything to him, like "Hello, Detective Fitzroy," and he's just like, <gasps> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We can tell there's puppy love there. Oh, there so, is. So I often wonder if that's a little insight into perhaps how William may have been as a PC if uh, Eliza kind of looked at him in the right way. Oh yeah, I can cute. imagine him being a little bit bashful or knocking himself into the door or something, and <laughs> Henry probably being quite amused. Because I do think that there's there's got to be some sort of parallels to how Henry probably taught William as to how William is now teaching Fitzroy. Yes. Yes. I think it's because Henry isn't mentioned very much in this season. I think it's a lovely little insight into into it and I you know Fitzroy he's 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 my uh MVP of this season and I I definitely uh adore him yes yeah, yeah I agree completely MVP for all the way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh and 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 of course I I we should be cheering Eliza coming towards the back end of this episode because mm -hmm. you know she's had she's got Basil because we haven't mentioned him yet but he's basically oh, yeah. offering her a story you can be my heroine or Mr Nash can be my my hero and you know again it, it goes back to that conversation we we're just having about Eliza saying to Mr Potts about letting her in the mortuary and he's like it's blackmail and it's business yeah. or yeah. actually Basil's just uh he's just gone and flipped you on that one love because mm -hmm. he's doing just exactly what you are and gave, he's a damn sight sneakier about it yeah yeah gave a spoonful of her own medicine so mm -hmm. but yeah. obviously i mean I, I i at first i thought how did she figure out that nash was behind it and then of course it it, it makes perfect sense mm -hmm. that nash would have told sinclair she's in the she's in the slammer go bail her out go ask her for help with the story and if she if she bites then you come tell me what she learned so mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. so I, I at first I didn't get how she figured mm -hmm. it out and then I then I realized okay because when he says Nash will either be my hero or, or you'll be my heroine it'll be obviously she said well Nash put him up to this how else would mm -hmm. he know that I was in the slammer all night long so yeah yeah that made sense to me afterwards mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and, and I love the little come pat on the pat on the bench. Come sit down, darling. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, so the next question I have about near the end of the mm -hmm. episode, they've solved the crime. I solved the crime with her because as soon as the doctor said two thousand pounds, I went, yep. oh, it's him. Yeah, oh, yeah, excellent. And uh, <laughs> and that was fine. And then you know she she's in William's office. They're having a drink. She drinks whiskey now, apparently. She does drink whiskey now. Yeah. I've noticed and she's definitely drinking a lot more in this season. Yes, she really yes. is. <laughs> and I, I think there was a, certainly a different attitude to alcohol in Victorian times. I think yeah. this necessarily see it as, as pure mm -hmm, evil. Mm -hmm. It was actually kind of good for you for if in moderation. But anyway, yeah. Um, and as we know, it is still. But I don't know about whiskey. But <laughs> so she says to him, you know, she gives him that little smile and blink. 
don't give me that indulgent smile. So I don't know what what is an indulgent smile. I I, I was like, what the self indulgent smile. Like she, nah, hmm, how would I put that? Like she she often has that self indulgent smile whenever she's like trying to worm her way into the investigations. That kind mm-hmm. of like. Oh, you know, you need me, you know, you're going to ask for my help, you know, you know, but, but there's no, you know, the indulgent smile at that point is like, she's just smiling at him because she's proud done of him something good. Yeah. He, she's, yeah. she's pleased with him. And, and he's yeah, like, that's what you said. It's affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought like, it's telling. I think William yeah. can't quite believe it. I, I don't think he has any reason to believe that she would have any sort of affection in that way towards him I think he's kind of switched off to it at the moment he's not in the best place to actually Mm -hmm. and she lies to him quite often so I don't think he has any reason to believe her I do love that she does say that she's proud of what he's doing and and kind of almost maybe realizes oh perhaps I should give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here but like equally Troy needing a good mm, good job you yeah know, Maybe yeah William kind of a good attaboy every once in a while yeah even yeah. William needs a well done yeah kind yeah of. but I didn't like that it was kind of to twist that again she's doing that whole I don't want to talk about a subject so I'm going to talk about something else because it comes on the back of William going you know I don't know why you trusted him in the first place and it's almost like she doesn't want to admit that she shouldn't possibly or you know why did she trust him because actually I was hoping he was going to do me a solid or she also doesn't necessarily mention Nash very much which makes me wonder why is she not you know talking to him about Nash what often when she yeah. doesn't want him to know something she'll change the subject which uh, yeah, why is she, she not bashing Nash more well yeah well yes I guess he's had her arrested already and he's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taking credit for her work she's already told William about Nash and he said well that's why the Scotland Yard uses him because he gets Mm -hmm. results we don't ask any questions I was like okay well maybe she can't talk to him about him Mm -hmm, mm because I don't know it's there's not much to say about it I I don't know maybe they're very they're both very shuttered they don't tell Mm -hmm. each other everything obviously um mm-hmm. that would be too easy <laughs> <laughs> yep. but then you know they, story. should they yes maybe they should you know but they neither one of them wants to be vulnerable to the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not ready for that yet no they no. need to, <laughs> they need to get not. there though come on <laughs> yes yes they do yes they do <laughs> But I also I quite like that little walk and talk as they're leaving his office. The actual scene in the office, I was like, God, that was a bit brief. Could we have maybe stretched that out just a little bit? But okay, because we didn't get very much of them in this episode. It was very much on Eliza. And I, I before I move on, I should say Dr. Flint definitely would fit in very well in Mary Poppins as one of the bankers that was my initial reaction to him I was like oh my god you should be dancing with Dick Van Dyke um but you know it was that's who he reminded me it it did make me laugh that actually he came across as like really really nasty and not very nice Mm -hmm. and yet come the end of the episode I was kind of like you are yeah. all right. You are a nice guy compared to everybody else in this episode. You're all right. 
um I like you and I like the way it was funny how he kind of went and touched her hand and Eliza's a bit like what are you doing and then yes. she kind of <laughs> softens to him and yes. yeah. um I I did really like um Dr Flint in the end I thought yeah. you know you're not it, it's that perhaps I mean, I've known somebody in my real life who, when I first met them, was very, very harsh because of the job that they had to do. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to get on with you because you're just too, you've got this, you've built this wall around you. You're very harsh. I'm not sure I like you. And then once I kind of calmed and and like dropped that wall, like we became really good friends and actually we got on really well. And I was like, do you know what? That that's probably him. He's probably had to adopt this persona of being this harsh person, but actually, underneath the the doctor's probably a little bit of a softy. Yeah, I would say so. He's certainly mm. crusty on the outside and mm-hmm. <laughs> fluffy on the inside. Fluffy on the inside. <laughs> um, so. And and Fitzroy and William, I have to say, I was laughing my head off. When, uh, as you say, all Eliza had to do is to turn to Fitzroy and he's got these little heart emoji eyes that I just keep <laughs> imagining. And the funny thing is, is that William's watching her walk out the door and you can almost go, oh, he's got the same like little heart emoji eyes. And then he kind of catches Fitzroy. He's like checking himself going, when are you taking your eyes off Miss Scarlet? Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. yeah. He, he does not like that too much, I don't think. <laughs> I think it amuses him because I think he realizes Eliza would eat him alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fitzroy stands no chance, which is probably why William's quite amused by it. Yeah. Um, but then he definitely gets a harsh dose of reality when you know Fitzroy's dad walks in and Munro's like, "I'm, I see your game, laddie." You know, <laughs> well, that laddie. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Drop that laddie. Don't don't you be getting me in trouble. I've worked too hard to get rid of this job. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah, I was just like, and then Nash. Oh, coming to Eliza's house like that, I was just like, oh my goodness. And yeah. I think Rachel said it right that, you know, it was a very windy day when they were filming, but it just felt like all the air had been sucked out of it as uh, as Nash walks away. And I was just like, Yep, that's exactly what I felt. You know, you could almost feel the tumbleweed rolling in the <laughs> background after he yeah. leaves and I wasn't I think after that scene I was like I'm not I'm really not sure I like you you just you're too smarmy you're too I'm gonna I'm gonna get what I want and I'm yeah I'm like I don't like you he's He's growing on me I I will say I think he's good for her professionally not personally I'm not talking about personally but professionally she has to up her game Mm -hmm. and you know watch out and do her even bester <laughs> than he, you know, she, I mean, Nash has always been a competitor, but now he's making himself known that he's going to go after her, after all her cases and after her to be an employee. So she's going to have to do her best and show her best, even if it's not showing Nash, like, this is why you need to hire me. It's, this is mm-hmm. why you can't afford me punk you know, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I love that I love that so she needs to like up her game you know so I think the Nash character is going to be a really great one and I'm really excited Nash is here and Felix Scott is a dreamboat he's a dreamboat, <laughs> dreamboat. hard eye emojis um, I'll leave you lot to you know <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um yeah, so I like Nash. I don't think he's going to come in and 
personally throw out William and Eliza's heart. No, it's going to be a professional foil that she'll have to butt up against and mm-hmm. well, you know, have to double yeah. down on what she does and yes. Hopefully yeah, she'll find. It'll be interesting to see how that how that unfolds cuz like I said, yep. he's he seems he wants her for some reason and I just I feel like and I think he has like an honest respect for cuz like you said, it's oh, I've always wanted to meet the late detective and I think yeah, it's partly sarcastic, but I think he really wanted to meet her, and I think he has a respect for her because she has had this hard scrabble with her business, and I think he kind of admires that. And you know, I think there's respect and admiration, and hopefully, she'll be a good influence on him because you know respect. he says, yeah, he says, I don't know if it's in this episode or another. It's in the- later one proposal it's in the six okay yeah how he says like you make me want to be better (laughs) or like (laughs) i don't buy it that's what i'm thinking i said is he mean does he mean it or is that a line i guess we should move on to the next episode before we get talking about (laughs) that (laughs) okay episode five is a quarter to midnight uh synopsis is After an eventful start to his day, William is met by Superintendent Monroe waiting in his office. He has an offer to promotion to inspector, chief inspector for him. The only trouble is the job is in Glasgow. While William ponders the job offer, Eliza is confident he won't take it as he's comfortable in his life in London. Eliza has enlisted Moses to help with her background checks on a list of potential suitors for Hattie Parker, much to his annoyance. When Hattie Parker confesses she wants to marry for love, she's inspired by Eliza's independence and decides that they must pay a visit to her family accountant. Only Hattie finds him to be murdered in his office. The crime scene Eliza noticed resembles the book A Quarter to Midnight by Samuel Bedborough. This was my favorite episode of the entire season. Yeah, it was certainly one of the more... Um... The crime was very intriguing, and uh, I don't think I guessed this one—not right away, anyway. And I, the the end of it was very reminiscent of series one, when um, episode two and episode three, where the, the 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 crime, the person who committed the crime, actually has a tragic reason for doing it, and mm-hmm. you kind of feel sorry. You end up feeling sorry for them and wish wish they didn't have to go to jail. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it had that yeah. kind of feel to it but yeah it was very it was very good and they were they worked well together in that one too they there was a lot more scenes of them together I believe yeah I thought this was just very smart and clever much like episode two yeah where episode two had all the puzzles and you had to be very clever and smart about the solving I think this was kind of the same way with the you know you got to read all these books and match the crime scenes to what's going to happen next I thought yeah. there was a bit more humour in this episode than there yeah. has been in, in the last couple. I think that there was a, a few moments that I kind of found it quite quite amusing. You know, there's one bit with the bookseller. The bookseller is who I thought was involved originally when I first watched it. I was like, oh, she seems dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. 
<laughs> I was like, mm, I'm not sure I trust this bookseller. Uh, but the, there's a one point where she's trying to sell William a book and she's like, oh, this one's about a PC who's Welsh. And he's all like, uh, I'm an inspector and yeah. I'm Scottish. And I just thought, and it's completely over her head. And she's like, you know, how do all these books sound? And he's like, expensive. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah you can tell this is just not his favorite thing to do and I don't blame him poor guy you know yeah. I really want a book club with William Eliza and Fit Girl like okay we're gonna start with reading Macbeth and then we'll go to other Shakespeare classics that William has obviously not read <laughs> I like the fact that for once he managed to lie and she didn't pick it up. Or yeah. if she did, if if she did pick it up, she she let it go for once because uh, mm-hmm. he seems really quite shocked when he's like, and yes, I, I've and I'm the story that he read several novels in one night. It oh, seems, gotcha. it you seems know, too, just yeah. one is impressive, but mm-hmm. he read at least two, if not three, and I was just like dang boy I mean <laughs> reading it in a pub is one thing and then like three novels in one night I'm like oh I can't okay. yeah yeah it's impressive mm. yeah. I mean it wasn't there was a lovely little insight into William and I think he the the fact that he likes routine and he likes order and you know that's just it's so the total opposite of Eliza who is just complete chaos and probably doesn't know what day of the week it is <laughs> because she's kind of you know doesn't she she's organized in a way but equally he's you know I, I liked the fact that we saw a little bit of his routine and you know yeah. you could tell how proud he was walking into Scotland Yard and, and things like that yes. and I think that's that's what was really quite sweet and 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 things and you can you can feel that he re, you know London is his home now which yeah. I guess you know it just it 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 is him um which is probably why the job offer being in Glasgow kind of was a bit of a you knew you kind of knew mm-hmm. this well, as soon as Munro said here's a job offer you were like mm, when's the other shoe gonna drop yeah, oh it there is. it is yeah. it's in Glasgow yeah. and uh, again it's that double-edged sword of Munro whereby you think he's trying to help but actually you have absolutely no clue what William is all about because if you did you would know that he would absolutely does not want to go back to Glasgow. You don't call it the homeland because, you know, yeah. that's not where William's life is. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bulk of his life has probably been in London, actually. Mm-hmm. For, we don't know when he came to London, but we assume nope. he was quite young. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering, here's my question about this this promotion. Did Monroe come up with the promotion on his own? I mean, obviously, Commissioner Fitzroy said get rid of him. Mm-hmm. to him and then I'm thinking did Monroe decide to give him the promotion as a means to get rid of him or like I'm just trying to decide like I said I, well, feel, maybe. Like, I feel like the, I feel like Monroe is a bit of a puppet and I don't know if he really has the brass the brass balls if you pardon the expression to mm-hmm. stand up to fit the Commissioner Fitzroy because he wants to get his own way as well he's always looking to have his own uh agenda dealt with so I, I think just, I, was just yeah, I think he realizes that William is a good police officer and I think he he does realize you know he, he probably feels a little bit guilty because he gave Fitzroy to William in the first place but I think he he genuinely does it in the sense I know I've got to get rid of 
William because the commissioner wants him gone. But I, I, I think in his mind, he's probably doing him a solid by going, oh, yeah. you know, I've got to get rid of you. I can't tell you I've got to get rid of you, but here's a job. And he's yeah. used his contacts up in Scotland to sort him out, thinking, yeah. you know, that'll sweeten him. I don't have, I don't have to tell him that actually the commissioner wants you gone. Yeah. So I, I think he probably thinks he's doing him a bit of a solid one. Yeah. But the reality mm. is he's still trying to one up because he's doing what the commissioner wants. He's getting rid of him. So yeah, mm. it's a it's a catch twenty two. I I I do. I think Eliza is a little bit mean in this episode. I think she yeah. she never really puts herself... I don't think she realises just how much... how important Scotland Yard is to William and how proud he is to work there and how proud he is of everything that he's achieved. And yeah. I don't I don't think she doesn't... that she isn't proud of him and I don't think that she doesn't realise what he's achieved. I think she does. I think, you know, she she says it in season one you don't have to prove anything to me you know I, I genuinely I do think she is quite proud of what he's accomplished but she, yeah she doesn't really I don't know whether that's a bit of self-preservation whether she genuinely doesn't think he's going to go whether she just cannot get the words right or or what um I I think but, she's just I think she just takes him for granted like oh he's mm. always going to be here I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. we do this to people in our lives. And, oh, you're always going to be here. And then it's like, yeah. well, wait a minute. No, no, something could happen. I mean, we don't know. I could, A, mm-hmm. I could get another job. B, I could get sick. C, I could get hit by a car tomorrow. We don't know. Yeah. Right? We're, you yeah. know but tomorrow is promised to no one. So I think she's taking him completely for granted. And she's just being thoughtless about it. She's just not taking him his his true concerns into account. And, of course, he's, mm-hmm. as I said before, he's reactive this season. He's just... She, there, I don't think there's much she can say that would be right because she mm-hmm. just says mm-hmm. what she says and he's like, oh, and they just get frustrated with each other and walk yeah. away from each other. So mm-hmm. that's kind of been the whole season with them is just like, oh, you say this and then I, you make me mad and then I got to go away from you. You drive me crazy. And then they, <laughs> they're apart for a while. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love I love how she touches him. Mm. Yes. When he came to tell her this about this promotion, she She's very comfortable with him. She reaches out, touches his waistcoat, and he just sort of looks at her like, you're changing the subject. And then she she begs him to come to dinner when Barnabas is going to be coming over the other night. Oh, are you coming? I don't think I can bear that. And she reaches out and grabs his arm. It's like, okay. So they're very familiar with each other here. But she again, she's taking him for granted in some ways because, you know, she just assumes he's always going to be there for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I thought... In this episode, Eliza was very mean, not just to William, but to the other characters as well, to Moses, to Hattie, just very dismissive of their feelings of just them in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what was her deal, but I just spent the whole episode going like, I'm just kind of frustrated with Eliza in this episode. Like, she's just very flippant, like with Hattie and the accountant and being dead. And then she's like, come on, William, you know, you're going to hire me. Get just let me on the case. We don't have to, you know, do this. Just do it. Just do it. You know, I'm just like, you know, yeah. just, mm-hmm. just the whole episode. I was just like, why are you pushing him? Yeah. We know he will. You don't just, it's this game. He does. He has to want you. You don't just, you know, force yourself on him, you know, 
Again, I think this is her wanting her own agenda moving forward, and she's just taking him for granted. Yeah, I but just think she's having just the own it. agenda is what is causing the rift mm. between her and William. I mean, yeah, we know she needs to put the agency ahead of her own feelings, but we see with every episode, the gulf is widening, and it's not not good you know mm -hmm. she needs to pull back at some point and just this episode I was just like why is she being so mean you know she's dismissive of Moses his um going to all the you know seeing the backgrounds of the suitors for Hattie's hands you know you know he says it's not worth my time and she goes well it's not worth our time you know it's very like I said it's very very dismissive and there's other things just I'm like, you need to be nicer to people. <laughs> you, yeah, like you said, maybe she's taking them all for granted. And just this episode, I was very frustrated and angry with her <laughs> for being this way. Yeah. I don't know why this episode felt just a touch meaner with Eliza. Yeah. I did, I have to say, Ansi's delivery of, uh, no, it's boring. I've got a reputation. And I just thought that whole little exchange is oh. hilarious because we've never seen... Moses really kind of pushed back in that way no. and uh, I think it definitely brings a different dynamic to there because I think you know Moses it, it, a lot of the men around here seem to be a little bit starry-eyed at Eliza and her kind of abilities and things like that it's it's fun when one of two of them push back on her a little bit yeah yes um, I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to replicate his when he says no it's, it's, no. It's got, no. No. It's boring. Like, no. Yeah. It's I'm not like, about oh, ethics. It's boring. So wonderful when he does the no. Why? What are you offering? <laughs> offering more money? Yeah, I love that. It's great. I do um, love. I love the way that Eliza's kind of. Is this your way of asking for more money? No. <laughs> like instantly no. Think, no, it's boring. <laughs> I love the Moses. I, I, I thought of this on the car in the drive home today. I was thinking if Megan's listening, she needs to come up with a, a T-shirt for on Redbubble to, that says Moses is magnificent. And she has to have a little cutout of him, you know, a silhouette of him on there because he's just magnificent. When when William shows up at the door, I don't know. And I saw this, like I said, just a little while ago. And I was watching it today. He when when the inspector comes over, goes inspector, and he grabs mm -hmm. his hat, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> there's two or three down. different scenes where it's the three of them together yes. outside her door, and yes. it, mm -hmm. but the his, shot's his just eyes, amazing. His eyes dart to Eliza, and then they dart to the inspector, and then he's mm -hmm. he's got this little smile, like oh, okay, I'm gonna leave you guys alone, <laughs> and off he goes. And I'm like, oh, Moses is magnificent because he knows all the secrets i'm pretty sure <laughs> oh it's so good yeah oh man i, I do have a question so in this in this season there's a lot of references to the workhouse and the fact that that's where william grows up and i think there's it's mentioned about three or four times and i i do have to question whether eliza knows that much about william's history because in this particular episode, you know, he brings it up to her uh, about the fact that Samuel Bedbury goes, oh, did you know he grew up in the workhouse? And, and it doesn't ever seem to phase Eliza. And 
you know, we don't know much about their history in terms of, like you say, how old were they when they met or, you know, mm. how much they actually grew up together or anything. Um, and it does make me wonder, because Eliza, you know, possibly still would have been classed as a young girl when they met. So maybe she doesn't necessarily know that he grew up in a workhouse. But it felt to me when when during this episode that she didn't. And I think maybe she'd treat him a little bit differently if she did. Yes. Yes. She teases him about his routine and how he's, you get his mm-hmm. three o'clock whiskey and his, his Monday is this, his Wednesday is that, and his Thursday. Oh, I <laughs> never talk about the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does he do on a Thursday? Yeah. I want to know. We're not going to, she who shall not be named. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he's, uh, I think she's, um, she, I don't think she she doesn't realize how how it's affected him. I, I, mm-hmm. I, she teases about him about his how, how his work his life is, but he's got his life as she says later. It's how you like it. You have it the way you like it, and you have true contentment. And I didn't think he did, was that content in the first se- season. I thought he was very discontented. But now, of course, I think he is a bit contented. He's got his problems. But he's got his life and he's got his routine and he says mm-hmm. hi to Violet and he gives the old guy a piece of bread and George wishes wishes by him and says hi Duke and you know it's it's an it's that's nice to have a nice routine like that so and I and I think he is contented he's happy to stay as as inspector if it means he can stay where he is and and live his life the way on his terms certainly not in a forced workhouse type environment so I think that's you're right I don't think she knows I don't think she fully grasps what life yeah. must have been like for him before she met him so yeah. I don't know and then poor so, Fitzroy getting beaten up because William's given him some really poor mm, advice <laughs> like oh I was I was cringing at that advice go go have a drink and you're just like oh he's not gonna fit in by having a drink mate Mm -hmm. but you can imagine that that's kind of maybe the advice that Henry's given William and because he seems a little bit of an outsider when we see him at the pub you know we've Mm -hmm. only ever seen him at the pub with Frank and you know when we do see him at the pub in this episode he's sitting by himself he's not really part of the culture of the lads and everything he does have a boss mentality and you know as a boss you probably do have to be that one slightly stepped back from your team because if you kind of start to become too buddy buddy the lines kind of blur a little bit um but I did feel sorry for him and uh you know poor Fitzroy I I was cheering with him when he dumped that pint over yeah Phelps because he so deserved it he really did and I was just like it's that oh yay oh that's not gonna <laughs> yeah, go well it's not good yeah. yeah i i feel i feel poor fitzroy just doesn't know how to read the room yet Mm-mm. yeah he he's doesn't still young. He is. Bless him. yeah yes he is. but i really love the relationship that william mm-hmm. and fitzroy have come to yeah have that william is his mentor and we can tell that fitz turns to him you know, when he's unsure or doesn't know what to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a very positive male-male relationship. Yeah. And it's yes. not the toxic thing that we see with Fitzroy's dad and, you know, yeah, himself, yeah. It, you know, or even 
probably any other, you know, it's, it's a very positive thing that needs to be mm-hmm. out there in the ether. So it's, yeah. it's very nice to see because it could have been very easily a Phelps Fitzroy relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and it just shows the kind of character that William has. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very kind of brotherly in a way kind of relationship. And I, I love mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, William doesn't kind of you when you've seen him before, like you look at him with Honeychurch in season one, he'd yeah. lose his temper left, right, and center, and you'd be like, Oh, Honeychurch, you're bumbling again. And you know, <laughs> I, I think after the first episode or the second episode after the um he drags him out of the opium den he doesn't lose his temper with with Fitzroy yeah. he he does kind of change and I think maybe he does take Eliza's words be not treat him nicely he's just a lad kind of thing and mm-hmm. it is a very it's a very lovely relationship and I think it's it's done and handled very well and yes. you do see a great progression over the se- over the episodes which is yes. really really lovely and um somehow William miraculously gains a second bedroom for him to I stay know. the night in we we're all like where did that he second bedroom come from comfortable <laughs> with his living you know he has yes. enough to afford two bedrooms well, yeah I mean season one in episode six you know he's got giving Eliza his bedroom and he's sleeping in the armchair so uh yes yes <laughs> That that did make me laugh. I was like, continuity, uh, Angel, you've um you've you've missed the fact that that you know a couple of episodes ago you didn't have two bedrooms, but don't mind us. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I think I think there's several weeks passing between these episodes, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the timeline's a little bit fuzzy. I yeah. have to say, I think there's there's coming up in the next episode in the proposal. There's a key time stamp that yeah. just blew my mind and I somebody pointed it out to me about six weeks after I watched the, the um, finale and I was like how did you get to that and they're like well because of this and I was like whoa whoa yeah. whoa you've just blown my mind how did yeah. I miss this yeah I, I had to watch oh. it again and say what the hell's going on here I say oh mm-hmm. yeah okay I, I missed I missed this time jump mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, um, so that I suppose that moves us on to the proposal I suppose we can go there. Yeah, I was I was going to mention the actress, Miss Bellasini, before we leave. Oh, yes, oh yeah. yes, that's a good point. Good point. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to put this out there and you, uh, there's going to be people screaming at their podcast and <laughs> saying, why are you saying this? Is I don't because my brain went there. OK, so that he he said that Bedro was um, arrested along with this woman. And her name is whatever Bellasini. She's an actress, William says. And I say, like, okay, so he's reading the reading the sheet, I, whatever. So she goes to see her, and the funny little clip of you know, mm-hmm. too pretty. That's funny. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, she says, you know, that her and Bedro were lovers, and then she said, and now I have a new lover, younger, more easy to please. <laughs> so guess what? Guess what? My mind did. I went, <gasps> no, <really>. no. <laughs> I just, I went there. I'm sorry. My brain just went there. It's like, oh, but why did they, why did she say that? And how did he know she was an actress? Is it on the, is it on the form? It better be on the form. It must be on the form. You better not know firsthand is all I can say. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't go there. I, I went with the fact that, and this, 
that particular scene with Francesca Villasini was edited a lot in the UK version. Yes. So yes. I didn't notice this at first because it was slightly edited. But when Eliza is kind of listening to her, it almost made me kind of go back to the first episode and where William's kind of going, we're not having dinner and Eliza just kind of accepts it. She doesn't fight him on it. She doesn't argue him with him on it. And I've always kind of wondered and thought, why did you just go, oh, okay, all right. You, you've cancelled our dinner plans, okay. And I never quite understood it. And then when I was watching this interview with Francesca Bellasini, I realised Eliza probably doesn't know that she should, you know, because yeah. she's really mm -hmm. surprised and she's listening to it. She's going, so you were arguing with him in the street because he broke up with you, because he ended your relationship, but almost in a, oh, is that what yeah. you're supposed to do kind of thing and it really made me kind of think Eliza hasn't got a foggiest clue what to do in yeah. in that situation yeah and um you know I think she I think it was a little bit of a of an eye-opening conversation for her that perhaps you know she should have maybe fought William on that or said something or kind of gone okay well I you know I don't want a master but that doesn't mean I don't you know want My us partner. to kind of yeah. you know develop a little bit it just means mm. I'm not gonna do as I'm told right. um so I kind of took that slightly differently but um it's it was still it was a very it was an eye-opening scene for me because I know we in certainly in season one we loved these kind of mirror scenes whereby you could kind of put what two scenes together and go oh look at those two and mm. uh, this one just stuck out to me and I was just like oh, that's really interesting yeah yeah, that's good. It's an interesting take on that, mm. for sure. All right. Should we do the proposal? Let's do the proposal. Okay. Episode six, the proposal. William looks to get set to go to Glasgow, while P.I. Nash has a job offer for Eliza to consider. The duo are also at odds when Eliza has a spur-of-the-moment offer for William. Superintendent Monroe tells William he must work one last take case with Detective Fitzroy. Ooh, bumbly tongue. Detective Fitzroy <laughs> leading it, even though William hasn't shared with the lad the truth about why he's leaving London. Mrs. Parker has some words of wisdom for Eliza to ponder while she looks to find a husband for Patty. As Eliza agrees to work one last case for choosing of her choosing for Nash, he is shot by a mysterious gunman, and Eliza turns to Moses to work out who it is and why before it's too late. Yeah, so yeah. this was a busy episode. <laughs> yeah, I really liked the opening scene where they're talking and they're saying their feelings and this is what I think and oh, you might be leaving. Yeah, but this, yeah, but that. And oh, you mean at the dinner? No, at the beginning. To where, the mirrors. And then we find out they're talking to mirrors, not to each other. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> very, very, very beginning. That's right. Yeah, the very beginning, beginning you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, if they could have only been talking to each other. Because it, it sounds really nice. And it's like they have, you know, rehearsed this more than once. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know. I think that definitely it shows that they they want to try and and go out and have a nice last meal together i think the fact that they are rehearsing what they want to say so that they get it right speaks volumes 
Yeah. Um, in some ways, it's quite sad because you know that that is the opposite of what they're actually feeling, and and they're obviously rehearsing it because if they said what they actually were feeling, yes, he'd probably never go. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it's just a shame that Mr. Nash turns up. Yes. Dun, well. dun, dun. Yeah, so I, I sort of looked at this episode and they called it the proposal. I said, okay, mm-hmm. how many proposals were there? At least mm-hmm. three or four in this whole yeah. episode. So, the, of course, the first one is Nash's proposal, which she kicks mm-hmm. him out on his butt. Did you, notice, did you notice that in that scene, Eliza and Nash are wearing the same color? Mm-hmm. Kind of like maroon. His suit okay. is that maroon color and then her dress is that like red maroon color. Okay. It's the wifey red that we call it, isn't it? The wifey red dress. Sure, <laughs> wifey red. <laughs> I, his funny, suit was I, the same color. I thought it was. I thought he was wearing a brown suit, but maybe I can't tell colors much anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but sure, okay, yeah, that's interesting. That there, yeah, like okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it here on my phone. I see it now. It, it does have kind of a burgundy, a deep mm-hmm. wine color. Uh, mm-hmm. with the lights hitting it. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, just uh, on a side note, did they rearrange the furniture in her dress in her drawing room? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it's bugging me. It's bugging me. I don't like it. I want the windows behind her, but anyway, whatever. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that has to do with buildings. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so it's that a was... set. They can put it wherever I they know. want, can't they? I would Rue. think so. Anyway, I just, I just, I don't know why they, she, because it's now facing, the settee is facing the fireplace, I think. Anyway. Um, Maybe so, because there used to be two settees. There's on, only one now, isn't there? There's only one now on a chair. So maybe they couldn't get two settees. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Burning question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next time we talk to Rachel, why the hell is the other settee missing? No, never mind. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so that first proposal is his proposal to her about come work for me and you make me want to be a better better man I'm like oh, uh, I don't believe hope for him I want I want it to be true it's hard to tell anyway <laughs> and then the, the next the next proposal of course is Eliza's uh, verbal diarrhea oh I, what, I'm offering you a job and of course again <sighs> she always looks so proud in it. she just it's Just a great solution, Eliza. It's a it's a great solution, but mm-hmm. he's a, a a Victorian man. B he's mm-hmm. so reactive mm-hmm. to her right now. Everything he's he almost overreacts. Like you said, it's been building all season. He overreacts to this. I don't even know what you're thinking. How can you even think this? What and you know, you want me to be go from detective inspector to what your assistant? And it's like, ooh, that's me. Oh, nasty. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, but I it's get true it. though. I yeah, understand his anger. I mean, I she just constantly put herself in front of everybody else, and yeah. here it is again. He's leaving, and oh, what about me and my detective agency? What I mean, I know. But I think, I think she meant me. it that way, though. I don't, I don't think, think she, she meant it as a "this will be good I'm, for my business." I think it's no. it's masking the whole yeah. "I actually don't want you to leave." Yes, yeah, but um, I, I think that's, that's what her it motivation. Like. Yeah, her motivation is I don't want you to leave. Why don't you stay and work for me? It has nothing mm-hmm. to do. But again, once she starts thinking about it, there's all kinds of benefits to him working for me. A, I have mm-hmm. a man in the in the office. Mm-hmm. You're well known. He, people know who he is. He can find stuff out. He'll have contacts too. Like. 
you know, I, I can see that mm -hmm. from a business standpoint, it's a great business decision, but her motivation is absolutely she wants yeah. him to stay. And of course, he gets mad just at her shut leave. up with the like <laughs> work with me instead of like, oh, it'd be great because you're a man, your name, you're dead, you know, like, yeah. Exactly. But I don't think she does want digging. somebody to work with her. I think that's part of the problem yeah. is that she couldn't word it as, well, we could be partners because I it, I don't think she'd ever want to share her business in that way. And, you know, I think that's why in some ways it is so poorly worded because, you know, if she did kind of come out with it properly of, no, no, we would be partners. We can do this. Because part of me kind of goes, God, if they actually work together every single day, they would definitely kill each other. There would definitely be a murder-suicide kind of thing happening. <laughs> but, they but need how... a little bit of space when it comes to work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, it, it, both of them, I think, react badly. I think Eliza mm. has absolutely no clue how to diffuse William when he's in that yeah. sort of a mood and pushing his buttons even further does not help matters yeah. um and I just wish Ivy had like locked that door when she left so then he couldn't leave yeah. um and and I've said this on the group why did she give him the handkerchiefs before <laughs> dinner like what was he gonna do that was a massive box what was he gonna do with yeah. those handkerchiefs could they not have at least made it to dinner first I would have got it if this whole fight happened after they'd had okay. dinner, she's giving him the handkerchiefs and it's a means, a plot point, a means to an end so that there isn't like, oh, shall I try and give her a kiss goodnight because it's our last night in London together and yada yada. You know, you want to scrap that bit, but they could have still had dinner. I mean, yeah. we've already had one cancelled dinner at the start of the season. I don't know why we had to have another cancelled dinner at the end well, of the season. But by the by, next time, talk of, next talk time I'm yeah. <laughs> next time I'm I'm starting a petition. Kathy Belton, <laughs> Ivy. Next time you leave these two in the drawing room, lock, please lock, lock the, the door, door behind you, so that when they have an argument, they can't just walk away from each other. Yeah, so there you go. There's Lock my petition. The and, away. And put a put a chair up against the doorknob, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he doesn't yep. break the door in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Lock them up the... until they figure themselves out. Yeah, they were going to eat at the house, though, weren't they? They weren't going out. No, I think they were going out. Well, I assumed, <laughs> ju judging by how he was dressed. Yeah, I yes, would have assumed that I, he was I going out. I thought so too, but when I saw Ivy was making something in the kitchen, I thought she's making maybe something. Maybe it was for Barnabas. Yeah, maybe well, Pots is coming over for dinner. I don't know, <laughs> but I just I just thought because she she says as she gives him the handkerchiefs, before we dine, she doesn't say before we go out to dine or before, mm -hmm. you know, she says before we dine. And like that it leaves it open to interpretation. Again, mm -hmm. burning questions yeah. that are not important, but I need to know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's all about attention to details. I love the details. I said, where were they going for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I thought Ivy was making fresh bread for the meal. I don't know. Was, Maybe. That's what I was thinking. Anyway. I mean, if if as our, um, excuse me, as William didn't stay, Barnabas has got a great old meal if he comes over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at least the, the food wouldn't go to waste, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, we did have another lovely scene in the kitchen with Ivy and and Eliza, and yeah. um, Ivy, I don't think, is particularly helping the cause of, um, you know, Eliza and her things by saying, you know, perhaps you should go and work for Nash, because you know you get yeah. paid more money for doing the mm -hmm. same thing, and 
you know, putting that dig in of, well, I'd quite like you to settle down and get married, but I'm making the best of the situation. Yeah. And things like you're like, oh, Ivy, you're not necessarily helping. But then equally, it's really it's sweet. True, and, though. You know. Yeah. It's true, it's, though. Men aren't going to follow Eliza. They're not going to mm-hmm. listen to her. It's going to, no. you know, it's going to have to be William and William kind of being a partner with her and having men follow William. I'm sorry. There's that's going to be the only solution unless they fast forward 100 years you know victorian I, I mean, men I, are victorian men you you she either needs to get herself a bunch of fitzroys who are googly eyed for her who would do yeah. anything for her who would you know kiss the ground she walks on mm. then she'd be sorted that's what she needs she needs she either needs to find herself a couple of fitzroys who've got googly eyes for her mm-hmm. or uh, <laughs> in my mind I, I think you know she needs to find use the usp of being a woman find a couple of women and grow the agency like that way that. and go, hey, you know, we're, we're yeah. a group of women and, and that's our, our USP. And I think girl power to that. Yeah. But this is why I don't write this show. <laughs> uh, I like the woman angle because I don't think a man's going to work for her, under her, with her. You know, Nash might work parallel to her, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's Man, not going to he yeah, he's not gonna work under the Miss Scarlet. I know name Mm. i like i say i'm I'm interested to see how this nash thing unfolds Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so mrs parker's speech was very heartfelt helen oh she did amazing helen norton did amazing i just i watched that scene and every time i get a little teary and just think mrs parker i didn't know you had it in you yeah, I know she's very cal- like calm and almost mm-hmm. like serene mm-hmm. about it. Like yeah. she says, you know, this is what is going to happen, Eliza, mm-hmm. if you don't. She's not wrong. It, it, yeah, yeah, she's not wrong. She's not being mean about it. She's mm-hmm. just being well, she is. factual <laughs> about, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't have a husband, but I also had a kid and I have money. Yeah, you know, I can mm-hmm. be choosy. Yeah, you yeah. have none of that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I it think nice. um, it was interesting, though, that her, her motivation for finding Hattie a husband was not so much for Hattie, but it was for Mm-mm. herself. Yeah. yeah. I was totally. disappointed to learn that. I said, you know, because Eliza said, surely your, your niece is a lovely woman. You know, her happiness should be your, your prime concern. She never answers Eliza. She doesn't say. So you're not going to help me with this then? That's, Mm-mm. you know, nope, not. So, well, okay. Find one myself. And, and anyway, so, but I, yeah. I, I thought her. They do have more in common, even though mm-hmm, Mrs. Parker mm-hmm. says they don't. They do. They really do. So it's interesting. Yeah. That was that was a nice parallel to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. yeah. But interestingly, the next thing Eliza does is go and find Nash and semi agree to his working with him. And yes, that confused mm-hmm. me because I was like, I don't quite get how you've jumped from this lovely speech almost kind of going there's not necessarily there's more to life than just this but actually if you continue solely looking just at your business there's not all the time in the world you're not you know always going to be young and pretty and full of energy and at some point you know the work could dry up and then what are you going to do with yourself and well I think she went to Nash to get more money because Mrs Parker said I have my wealth to keep me Mm -hmm. warm and so, so Liza goes, well, maybe I'll, I can have more money and that'll keep me warm. That was the only thing I could 
think of. That's not that harsh. It's kind of harsh, but there was a there was a, a scene in the previous episode where when William was telling her about this this um, oh my god the promotion he mm-hmm. says to her he says and I wrote it down if you were offered more money and a more high high profile cases you jump at the chance and she said well when the time comes when women are offered a chief inspector position we can have that conversation but the the irony is she was offered more money and more high profile cases if she worked for Nash, but she turned it down. So here yeah. now she is critical. Mrs. Mrs. Parker has given her a little spiel. You're going to be, you're young now. Yeah, everything's hunky-dory now, but wait until you're old and you can't do this anymore. What are you going to do then? You're going to be in the workhouse yourself. She doesn't say mm-hmm. that, of course, but she, she mm-hmm. implies that. So mm-hmm. the first thing she thinks to do is, well, maybe I should go take Nash up on his offer. Maybe I, I do yeah. need the money. I, I do want to be comfortable. I don't want to, you know, go down that way so i i can relate to eliza on that part I'm, yeah I, I just i just gotta I, i've been at my job for 10 years i just got a new uh i got a proposal i got a proposal <laughs> i had i have three offers for my next for my next 10 years anyway so i, I have to sit and make a decision so i i, I appreciate eliza's position and i understand <laughs> where she's coming from and so yes it makes perfect sense that she would go check out nas because he he's the only one that is respecting her for her work William is not he doesn't want her to do her job but Nash does want her to do his her job but for mm-hmm. him so you know if if there was a perfect male it would be parts of William parts of Nash mixed together and we all yeah <laughs> I like it we don't have that so I'm thinking I I don't know that I'm not I'm not getting a I'm not getting a relationship vibe from Nash yet mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, I wonder if Rachel is sort of like, oh, what if we just throw them in some things together? And, and maybe, maybe Eliza's going to, if you pardon the expression, cut her teeth with Nash before she oh. be with be with William. I, I think, I, I think there won't necessarily be a romantic connotation, but I think I, I worded it as Nash will end up kind of be the, like the devil on her shoulder going, yeah. hey, work, do more work, 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 because yeah. to him, there's a benefit of her working for him. Right. It earns him money, you know, yeah. and so I think he might be the one going, you can do more work, you can be bigger, you can be this amazing thing. Yeah. But then you're going to have William as the, as the opposite. Yeah. I want to say an angel on her shoulder, but uh, probably not <laughs> the best connotation. But you know what I mean? Like William's yes. going to be the other side of the coin going, you don't need to work so much. You don't, you know, th- th- there's got to be a balance. You need, yes. you can't be so totally blinded by work and, and only work because actually that makes a very dull life. He's yeah. obviously spent a long time just working. And so he's probably getting to that point where he is realising, actually, I'd like to have something other than work to focus on. And, and Eliza, unfortunately for him, is at the very beginning of her career and that's important to her which is again probably why they're at odds but I think you know I don't think that the the triangle I don't want to say triangle but you know I don't think it will be like a romantic triangle but I think it will be for Eliza this kind of her dilemma is is always work versus love she doesn't have time Mm -hmm. or focus or she's thinking you know love can come later I've got time for that work right now is is her focus and I think that's where Nash is going to play um the little kind of I like that idea yeah 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 Yeah. I could it it 
yes, I think you have a good point there. You're right. It may not be romantic, but uh, mm -hmm. there's definitely going to be some, there's going to be a, a trifecta, some mm -hmm. kind of a <laughs> triangular, you know, push, push, pull between the three yeah. of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. Sure. And, and back to our lovely case, obviously Nash gets shot. Such a oh, shame. Yes. yes. I, love <laughs> I love Eliza's sleight of hand to take that third bullet. I just, I've watched that a couple of times. Did she do it there? No. Was, is that it? No. When did she take it? Uh, it has been when she puts the bullets in the handkerchief. She just. Yes. Yeah. Pockets. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. And of course, he's just all goo goo eyes at her. Like, I know. Oh, Gee, oh, thanks, Miss Scarlet, for helping me. <laughs> Oh, Fitzroy. William William has done an absolutely shocking job of actually warning the poor lad at just how Eliza operates. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. she's she's just she's got your number, mate, and she will, you know, cross that one off. Don't worry. I know. William says like Fitzroy is gonna be lead detective on this, so I appreciate you if you don't get in the way. And she just has this like shock look on her face, like Oh, who? Me? And like a second later, she's pocketing a bullet and, you know, oh, she steals my. case files. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, Fitzroy. Speaking of stolen files, how is we, how is Moses okay. getting these files? Like, who is his contact at Scotland Yard? He's got contacts everywhere. I watched this the other night and I went, okay, so Fitzroy goes into this file room, opens it, and. Uh, the only that's weird only the common copies are here and it's like what does that mean and then Moses like Boom, here's the original copies how the heck did he get his hands on those the little sneak I, somebody I, I, somebody at Scotland Yard's got a lot to answer for yeah. oh my goodness he's it's, got an inside man or something I think he's got <laughs> someone in on the inside I don't know I don't know oh definitely some poor little constable who needs a a little bit of money, mm -hmm. sneaking oh, no. files. Yeah, something going on there. Mm -hmm. I've got to admit, I do. Um, I do like Moses in in this particular episode where yeah. uh, Eliza goes to the rookery, and you just think uh, the one thing oh. I've realised about Eliza is you can tell her something till you are blue in the face. She is never, ever, ever going to listen. She's never going to learn in that way. Killed. She's she's she just doesn't understand to not go to dangerous places by herself. Um, that's lesson number one that Eliza is clearly crossing off her list to learn. Um, mm. and and it is a little bit um presumptuous, shall we say, that she goes to the rookery absolutely um, alone. I mean, I think you you've done some research, haven't you, Trina, on the rookery because you've used it. I'm uh, sure it was. To be honest with you, I I was. I don't know anything about the rookery. I have not looked it up. It is an actual, mm -hmm. it was an actual place. Yes. Not? Yes, okay. it was, it was definitely, I think there was a, a news story that I read about it whereby, uh, because it, the rookery at the time was in all of the newspapers and yeah, one girl thought she'd go down because it was all, oh my God, let's go to the rookery and ended up dying. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was a dangerous place to be and, but it was written up about. So it became this, I don't want to say mythical, but, you know, it, it became Taboo. this kind of, yeah, this like tabloid fodder of somewhere to go. It's almost like tell someone that you shouldn't go there. You're instantly going to go, oh, I want to go there. Um, so oh, it, it, it's okay. it's pretty well known 
kind of London slum from back in Victorian times. Okay, so I, I did some research on on the, the because they, they would write stories about what life was like mm. in the slums. I didn't remember yes. it's called the rookery. <laughs> I do a lot mm-hmm. of uh, I do a lot of research so I can't even remember <laughs> half of what I do. But yeah, I do remember and and like yeah, someone they held a, a young woman for ransom because she, yes. she wasn't smart enough to realize Oh yeah, no, I'm my husband. My father's rich, and oh well, <laughs> fix that. And duh. Anyway, so yeah, yes. so yeah, the yes. Rookery, yes, I suppose that is part. Yeah, yes, there was some really nasty slums in Victorian mm-hmm, times, mm-hmm. and, and and when you and think slum slum tourism and all that, yes, yes. And when you think it's Moses telling her this, he's as you say, he's got contacts everywhere, and you just go. <sighs> When are you going to learn, girl? Mm-hmm. And even Moses loses his temper. I mean, he calls her Eliza, which he very, he, I think it's the first time that he's ever done it. But he gets quite angry that she's not yeah. listening. And it's the yeah. first time where I kind of went, oh, like yeah. we're used to William kind of getting a bit shirty with her and, yeah. um, you know, losing his temper. I was like quite surprised when Moses did it. And and the look on, on Eliza's face is a bit like, oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I need to maybe I need to listen to that little bit of advice. Um and, and hopefully she does from in the future. We'll see. Um I hope so. Because that we, was a you close call. It was. Well, it was very yeah. presumptuous that she was mm-hmm. and, and I again I, I said this about episode three when, you know, she gets out of Clementine's where she's all like, I'm going to solve the case. And it's like say thank you to Moses, because you know. You know, she doesn't, she's just like, oh, I knew you would come. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness, Eliza. Just... I knew you would come. And he says, no, you did not. Mm. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah. and, he, and you're right. He he scolds her and she mm. she looks back at him and she has the sense to at least look contrite because mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like. Oh, crap. You know, and, and he, he's like, you, he told her, he said, let the police go in. That's mm-hmm. the rookery. You don't want to go in there. You'll you'll be you won't survive. They'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're gonna come anyway. It's like yeah, no, no. That's yeah. Don't take this man. It's another man she's taking for granted. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was saying like she takes people for granted. She's mean to them. She's dismissive of their feelings or their what they say. You know, that's another thing. She, you know, says to Moses after he gets the address from the rookery in the pub. She goes, well, come on, let's go. And he goes. No, I have something else to do. You know, wait for me. Don't go. And she goes anyway. She's very like, just assumes Moses is going to go wherever she wants, whenever she wants. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's got more important things to do. What yeah. we don't know, but there are more important things to do. It's Moses. Mm. He's got a life as well. He does. Yeah. Yes, what it is, got- we don't know. But hopefully, hopefully, we're going to find that out next. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. it would be nice to know a little bit more. I like, I, although having said that, I do like him as a little international man of mystery, where mm-hmm. I'm never quite sure if he's telling me a tall tale or the truth. Or I, I, I like that kind of little bit of mystery about him. Yeah, yes. in um episode five, he when they're in the warehouse looking at Bedborough's uh, stuff <laughs> that were ta- was taken, he said, "I know a story of a man who." fought a man like a knife fight over a rocking chair that belonged to his yeah, rocking. rocking yeah and eliza said was that you and he goes no thing yeah like <laughs> or something like that and i was like so I was like hmm i can see him getting into a fight over a rocking chair i mean <laughs> you know oh, that's funny. So. 
my next favorite point on this episode was um well william showing his true character by dig- digging a first digging the ca- uh, handkerchiefs out of the garbage i think he's had a mm-hmm, chance mm-hmm. to forgive what she said and just you know at, at least she made an attempt to to she mm-hmm, didn't make mm-hmm. them herself but at least she gave these to me and that's really sweet and then the next scene is Duke and Potts in front of Scotland Yard. <laughs> and that was so great. It's so fun to have them interact because they, they yeah. don't interact much outside the morgue. In fact, I don't know they've ever, other than the mm-hmm. dinner that we saw. So that was really fun. And yeah, another, yeah. Th- another thing, when Fitzroy comes out to say, I think Miss Scarlet has the other bullet. And uh, <laughs> then he says, she's quite something, is she not? And it's like, that's what um, uh, Nash said in the last episode. He said, impressive, is she not? Two episodes mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So she's she's running circles around the men and they're impressed with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. They still yeah, and Todd says at that moment, I'm glad she's running rings around you like she does me too. I, I <laughs> wish they'd have held the camera on Stuart's face because he gives the best glare oh, at does. Mr. Potts when he does that one that I'm like oh, I wish I could hold that just for a second because that was almost like a you really don't want to push me right now I'm about this close to blowing mm-hmm. and then they go to the morgue and mm-hmm. Mr. Potts is like this chatty fellow and I was like I've never heard Mr. Potts talk so much or is he just like I don't know but I was like why is he talking so much, you know? I think I think Mr. Potts, it, he comes across to me as a little bit awkward. Maybe he doesn't have too many friends. He's, again, very into his work. Yes. And um, I think, you know, obviously in the last episode, Eliza's kind of gone to William, oh, Ivy's insisting Barnabas comes to dinner and you can't let me go alone. And I do wonder if, it, if you know, it's kind of created this little this little relationship between them that not necessarily is going to g- develop you know I'm not going to say Potts and, and William are going to become best buds but <laughs> maybe maybe Barnabas sees it as a little bit more of a you know we've, we've become friends and William's yes. sitting there going uh nope no. <laughs> no, we're not friends, thanks. But uh, okay, because yeah. William still wants to keep that persona of I'm an important inspector, and certainly when he goes into the mortuary, he doesn't want to know about this coroner who's got dysentery. He wants to know about the facts of the case. So he's still yeah. trying to keep that perfe- professional persona, and Eliza is just slowly but surely destroying it. Poor Blake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I. I I have to admit that definitely gave a, a good bit of humour right before it all went a little bit pear-shaped with poor Fitzroy kind of, again, getting himself the short end of the stick. I, I was very surprised at how William lost his temper with him when he kind of threw him up against the wall. I'm not quite sure why, because obviously when he dragged him out of the opium den, we had the same thing where he's kind of like grabbing him by the by the chest and... and you know, I was just a bit. Whoa, okay, William. You, I think, you... I think I have, I have, I have a theory on that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think William um, explodes when he feels passionately about something. Yeah. So yeah. for him to get upset at the opium den and also to to pounce on him like he did well, again, mm-hmm. Fitzroy didn't couldn't read the room. No. <laughs> he <laughs> was trying. He was trying to do what he was being told to do, 
Yeah. Standing yeah. Up his, he was standing up to his superior, but William gets upset with him because like, you know, he, I think he cares enough about Fitzroy to tell him the truth and say, look, mm-hmm. you're the reason I'm out of here. So just smarten up and do as I'm, you know, do as I'm told yeah. and do as you're told and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, he's worrying about Eliza and he's worried. Yeah, yeah. He's got very worried about Eliza. So I found this whole episode very male positive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. We see William just absolutely, you know, fighting for Eliza and he wanted he wanted to keep her safe and then Moses steps up and he wants to keep Eliza safe he also wants to keep Ivy safe so he rushes yeah. Ivy, rushes to the house and says, oh that is so amazing yeah. you didn't get my telegram I'm like oh what what telegrams like uh oh okay so they had figured things out at the same time which was really brilliant and then of course the the penult I can't say the word penultimate penultimate moment was Fitzroy mm-hmm. standing up for himself yes mm-hmm. and i feel like that scene was probably the best scene of the episode yes it's the one that made you cheer um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the the next scene the, the end scene it disappoints everyone because she she doesn't tell him what she wanted to say i still want to know um mm-hmm. but anyway but for fitzroy to come in and not only stand up to his father but have uh, managed to rally the troops yeah and, yeah and yeah. have them all stand up for duke and William is moved to tears. You can see. Yeah, it. you can see. And it. this is where Stuart's acting is so awesome. So it's like, oh my god, it's so wonderful. It made I me know. think of the. It made me think of the uh, end. The end episode of Ted Lasso when Roy and Jamie end up hugging in the in the locker room because his father is a jerk. I don't know if you've seen Ted Lasso. If anyone's yeah. seen, it, go ahead and watch it. It's really great. But yeah, it, it had that same positive male energy where okay we're not going to solve problems by being violent we're going to solve problems by standing up for each other because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. we're men but we have feelings too and it's okay yeah. <laughs> so that's what i like to see i think we need to see more of that in, in television and movies in general anyway mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Anyway. so yeah that was that was my take on that yeah. whole that whole episode was like it was all yeah. man positive and eliza's off doing her own little thing <laughs> doesn't seem to care yeah <laughs> that's what there. like the whole season seemed to be about We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. I, I, I agree with you that 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 scene is the bit where you just go, yes. Like William, yes. bless him. I, he's been put through the ringer this season, both yes. from Eliza, from his job, from you know Fitzroy and dealing with everything. And I think that's. I found him very grumpy this season, and I'm yeah. like, come on, William, chin, chin up. Let's let's get on with it. And yeah. I think. He he he. For me, he lost his confidence a lot mm-hmm. in because of all of this, and you see him kind of doubting himself, and and certainly that scene was was needed, and and when you see him waiting outside Eliza's office for her, mm. he's so relaxed, and he it's is. almost like the world has lifted off his shoulders, and you know, it's it's there's just. There's just something about like it just it's almost started rebuilding him and rebuilding his confidence. Um, And and just if if only Eliza could have said something simple like, I'm really glad you're staying. And I think that would have been the icing on the cake. I didn't need some great grand declaration of love or anything because it's it's still only season two. But just just a little. I'm really glad you're staying. And I think that would have just that would have done it for me. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, he he's standing in outside the agency door, like I got mm-hmm. nothing to lose now. Yeah, yep. I, I I I got everything to gain. I I 
life is good now. So I thought that, and now I got to go play charades. <laughs> charades. Yeah. I oh. hate charades. That was so mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. do. I do think it was funny that, as I said, you know, from episode four and episode five, you know, when he goes to see her at her office and she bumbles into what's her problem and do this and do that, and she never really stops and waits to find out why he's there. <laughs> That's and right. then this is the one time where we're like, Eliza, we just want you to bumble on. And of course, she doesn't. She suddenly goes, hang on, why are you here? And it's like, for yeah. the love of God, for the last two times, you haven't even asked him. And now we don't want no. you to ask him. And no. I'm sure that was done on purpose. That was definitely a, I'm kind of in Rachel's mind when she was writing it, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, we see the, you know, scenes of her at Hattie's engagement mm-hmm. party standing there alone you could feel like the heartache your heart squeezing Mm -hmm. that she's alone and then she runs off to try to find William burst into his office William not there and then you know she's all alone Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. you know with the Mm -hmm. carriage and she's She's all sad and then fighting tears in that scene Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then yeah she gets there and she's almost saying oh well here's my feelings and then we have Ivy and Barnabas <laughs> I mean I, I love Barnivy but Barnabas. come on guys could they have just not gotten a flat fire five minutes ago you know like oh we're so close so close oh, so close you know he's reaching for his hand she's opening her mouth and she runs the thing that makes me laugh is that they're both Ivy and Barnabas are so completely oblivious. They have absolutely yes. no clue. And they both and, look um, hammered. I think they're both yes. <laughs> They're so giddy in love, drunk on punch, and just want to play charades. I mean, like, the worst game ever. Mm-hmm. You want to play charades? All right. And, uh, I have to say, I they... Ivy and Barnabas, they looked so proud of each other at, at the party. Like it was oh, it was so sweet horrible. to see them. And I was just like, No, he's oh. all like, I hope I can do you proud enough to be in such a good, oh, you know, yeah. party like this. And he was like, She's like, Oh yes, of course. I'm like, Oh <laughs> you guys, this is the romance we needed all the season. There's that doll of a romance. Oh, tears. I, I want to see them go for a little stroll together. I would have, I'd love to see them just, just have a little yeah. meander through the park and probably Ivy moaning about I, Eliza. Or I, I could, I just want to see these two have a conversation, just Ivy and Barnabas, because mm-hmm. I just think the two of them are hilarious and, yeah, and so sweet and so lovely. Common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be lovely to see a little bit more of them. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. So that's yeah. that. That was a very positive moment for the mm-hmm. uh, for the whole series this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I think overall it's been a very, I, I, it's a lot more kind of emotionally dramatic than season one. Mm-hmm. I think it's had a lot of lower points emotionally. Um, I there are bits that I like. There are bits that I I would have liked more of. And and there is, a, as I've said, there's, there's a lot to love. I think, you know, there's, it's not just Eliza, whereas I think season one was very focused on Eliza yeah. and it is yeah. still her story and it's still led by her. And, you know, as Rachel always say, it's, it's Eliza trying to find her way in a man's world. And, you know, that does still ring true. In some ways, it's very nice, though, that 
you know we have added in a little bit more about Ivy and this lovely story between William and Fitzroy has you know I think without that I probably would have gone oh nothing much really happens because nothing much necessarily happens between Eliza and William this season it's it's very kind of friend zoned and I can understand why that they're in a very tricky position um but yeah I think it's it's not as good as season one for me mm-hmm. but then again there's also other bits that I like more in season two than I did in season one I like the fact we've got to uncover a little bit more than than other I think there's yeah. a lot more comedy this time around mm-hmm. and definitely Moses, Moses is hilarious his facial expressions <laughs> and and everything that he says is just brilliant um, I was going to bring up one more thing. You guys asked me about being on Team Nash or not t- pro Nash or not. <laughs> yeah. What are you so, falling on? Well, yeah. This, how did this, you get this, to in the end? Well, here, here's the final thing that sort of nailed, put the nail in the coffin for me. Um, at the end of this episode, she goes to see him and he, he, she offers his money back. And is that the money you poisoned? That was funny. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. He says, I've always wanted to walk with a cane. Now I have an excuse. And he shows the, the cane that he's chosen. And I think it's pretty gaudy. It's kind of tacky. Yeah. Whatever. And mm-hmm. she goes over and picks one for him. It's a little more elegant, you know, kind of spiffy looking. And she hands it to him. And he's like, oh, okay. And off she toddles off. Uh, here, you should use this one. And off she goes. And he looks at both of them when after she's left. And he's like, nope, I like this one better. And he throws her cane away. So what does that tell you? Uh, that to me makes me kind of go a he may not be somebody that she can walk all over right in some ways and b it it kind of to me I I think that's what signaled that perhaps it's not a romantic connotation I think he is very business focused yes yeah okay for me I saw that as oh he doesn't either respect her or respect Mm -hmm. her choice (laughs) <laughs> and I think he does see her as a possession and I think he wants to own her. So I don't think it's, I don't think he's, ne- I, I, I think it was a man who said he could be, he could be good for her in a professional mm-hmm. capacity. And that may be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of went, Oh, this guy, you know, I, I can see what, I can see why Diana says she's got, she's got red flags with this dude. It's like, yeah. He says things and say, I don't know if he's telling the truth. Should mm-hmm. we trust him? I don't know. So, yeah. So, I'm sure time will tell. So, anyway. Yes. He's, he's definitely back in season three. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, as we record this, uh, they announced this week that season four is filming. And we believe he is also in season four. So, um, I'm excited. Nash is here to stay. Nash Yay. is here to stay. So, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully, we will find out more. And, um yeah whether I'm I'm surprised at how divided the group is about Nash some people love him some people don't love him and um I'm I'm interested (laughs) I'm interested to see he's a he's a good I think he's good fodder for for you know conflict and 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 strife and he's also a dreamboat so what the hell let's look yeah there we go I'm very much. That's a, all I'm don't, saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about the William. I'm like, oh, William. But yeah, I, it's nice to have a nice, other nice looking man on the. Uh, not that there's no <laughs> other nice looking men. And Sue is lovely. I, I love them all. They're all beautiful. And it's like, oh, I just want more beautiful men to look at. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we're saying. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. 
Well, I, I, I have no idea. I think this is going to be a record for the podcast. I it's think two uh, hours. <laughs> well, we did yeah, start a little bit later, really so I think maybe, maybe we'll be about an hour and a half. But we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, if people are still listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for those who are listening. If you've made it this far, do, do, do. Yeah. tune in for season three. <laughs> yeah, oh, tune in for season three. Yes. Um, so Scarlet, your fans, if you've not joined us, um, find us on Facebook. We have a page and a group. It's Scarlet Tears Podcast. Um, just search for that. Uh, we're on Instagram at Scarlet Tears underscore podcast. Um, we also have a website, Scarlet Tears um, Podcast.wordpress.org. You can find all our podcasts on there. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're, you can find us. Um, we Yay. have fun and interesting chats, silly stuff. We have fan fiction, bay, uh, band bets. No, not, but what's, what was the Betsy one? Um, oh, bumping off Betsy. Bump off Betsy. I knew it was a B. Bump <laughs> off Betsy. Um, you know, there may be some. And, and, and a slightly nicer Christmas themed one yeah, coming Christmas as well. Christmas stuff so. coming up. Um, we may be thinking about Scar- uh, a hashtag Miss Scarlet After Dark. So if you have ideas, come and join the group. Um we're all like we like salacious uh, ideas so <laughs> come find us it's all in good humor just to be clear oh totally good humor we're not bumping off anybody <laughs> yeah. um poor betsy i mean she's got a raw deal hasn't she he really did yeah yeah uh, but she had william so it wasn't yeah, that raw i don't video. feel too sorry for her you know what i mean <laughs> Trina, it was really lovely talking to you about episode, episodes four, five, and six of season two. Thank you so much for having me. It was a it was a treat to get ready for this. I like I said, I watched the episodes all over again and made my notes and and uh, yeah, it, I enjoyed myself. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we yeah, will catch up again soon. Yeah, yes, we stay shall. tuned for um other glorious, wonderful podcasts. We have a bunch scheduled and coming down the pike. So get ready. Excellent. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Music by Kevin McLeod. Incomatech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash.